these verses that I'm sharing with you today. I don't intend to interpret every minute detail, but I do want to make a few observations that I hope resonate in your hearts. Now that the Christmas season is coming to a close, there may be a final exchange of gifts, the lights, the decorations, and maybe even trees have already begun coming down. And in the midst of the sadness and gloom that all that may bring, I want to share a few verses that truly glimmered before my eyes and caused my heart to rejoice during the past few days. And I hope they do the same for you. Before we get into today's passages, my name is Chris, and you're listening to the Don't Knock It podcast, where we address our past decisions, lessons, ways of acting and thinking, and put them face to face with the risen Christ revealed to us in the scriptures. Today's episode is another installment of a continual mini-series I titled A Glimmer of Scripture, which are episodes that are not too lengthy, just short, but dense gems of a Bible verse or passage that do exactly that. Glimmer. Something that shines. Something that stands out and catches your eye and you just have to stop and observe such wonderful work. So here we go. Luke 1 verses 39 through 41 and Luke 2 verses 25 through 32. John the Baptist and Simeon from Jerusalem. We'll begin with Luke 1. We are introduced to a married couple named Zechariah and Elizabeth, who are described to be righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all of God's commandments. The angel Gabriel appears to Zechariah and prophesies that his prayer has been heard and his wife Elizabeth will have a son and they are to name him John. Now there's a beautiful description from verses 14 to 17 about what John the Baptist was to accomplish with his life. But I'm not going to focus on that here. It is, however, quite astonishing. So if you have time, I would highly encourage you to read that portion before going any further. So as you make your way through Luke chapter 1, when Elizabeth is six months pregnant, the angel Gabriel then visits Mary and prophesies to her about her bearing the divine child, whom whom she is to name Jesus. And so now we reach the first passage I want to highlight here, starting at Luke 1, verse 39. It reads, In those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country, to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Now I just have to pause here and say this. If anyone attempts to convince you that the life growing inside a woman's womb is not worth fighting for, lead them to this passage right here. 
And no, I do not mean in a mean-spirited, sharp, and disrespectful way, intending to prove someone wrong, but more so as a gentle, as a gracious, truthful response. John the Baptist, a a six-month-old fetus, rejoices, literally leaps for joy at the mere sound of the coming of the Lord indicating that from the very early stages of life, those who wait on the arrival and presence of the king and believe in the fulfilled promises as Mary did, have every reason to rejoice. That even at six months for little John the Baptist in Elizabeth's womb, there are human capacities to respond to outside stimuli. And when the situation situation arises, there is leaping for joy. This was an indication of what the prophesied divine child accomplished, and that was rejoicing in God's fulfilled promises. So let's jump to let's jump to our next passage in Luke chapter two. So as we get into Luke chapter two, what has happened so far? Jesus has been born. The shepherds who came to visit praised God at what they had seen. And Jesus is circumcised on the eighth day of his life, according to what the law of Moses prescribed. And this brings us to our second and last passage of this episode, Luke 2, verses 25 through 32. Verse 25 reads, Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for re- a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Now take a moment to reflect on what you just heard or read for yourself. This man named Simeon was not to die until he saw the Messiah, the long-awaited Savior. Life and death for this particular man was contingent upon him laying eyes on the Holy Son of God. Can you imagine, can you just imagine the anticipation of that? Not just because he was Jewish and was awaiting Israel's Savior anyway, but because the mere appearance of Jesus was going to indicate his earthly departure to heaven. So when he saw him, he took him up in his arms and blessed God. So as he lifts Jesus, he breaks out and prays to God and says in verse 29, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen the salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Now, if you yourself are a parent, or know someone very close to you who has had a baby recently, you know the sheer astonishment and adoration that flows through you when you behold something so small and precious in your arms. It's indescribable. 
With that in mind, can you imagine what Simeon felt when he held the very life that would allow him to depart in peace? I'm sure, I'm sure he adored looking into the face of that baby. But when he looked into that face, he didn't just see something small and precious to adore. He saw, like he says in verse 29, salvation. Salvation that God had prepared since long ago, which was to be, verse 32, light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to the people of Israel. This divine child he held in his hands was to reveal to the Gentiles, meaning non-Jewish people, which is essentially all of us, the light, a revealing light. He was to bring revealing light to all of us non-Jewish people and glory and long-awaited comfort to his people Israel, the Jews. This right here, my friends, is the glimmer. John the Baptist, just a six-month-old growing baby in his mother Elizabeth's womb, leaped and rejoiced at the sound of Mary's voice, the mother carrying the, the Messiah. Simeon of Jerusalem, probably an elderly, sage-like Jewish man, rejoiced at the very sight of the baby who would grow up to be the savior of the world. The indication of his earthly departure to heaven, the consolation and glory of Israel, the light for revelation to us non-Jewish people, the king of kings over all nations, from the womb to the tomb, as some may say. There was rejoicing at the coming of the Savior. This right here, I might add, is the reason, not just for the, the season, but, but for all the seasons, not just the Christmas season. Whether you're a recent convert who has only been a believer for a week, or you're a convert who has been a believer for a lifetime, there is reason to rejoice. And that reason is God's fulfilled promises in providing a way, a person, a savior. I'll conclude with reciting beautiful eulogy's short interlude titled Emmanuel. It goes like this. Lift up your eyes and see the riches of the all-sufficient king seated on his throne in glory. See his scepter that stretches the expanse of unmeasured space. Hear him who holds all things together declare all things are mine without exception. See the curiosity of the cosmos as Christ condescends to his most treasured, to his most cherished creatures. See the astonishment of angels as the Almighty advances towards earth. See the humility of the pre-existent king born of a virgin birth. The infinite becomes infant, the maker becomes man, the divine becomes despised, and the Christ is crucified. The author of all creation cursed upon the tree that he himself spoke into being. And the Lord of life was laid in the tomb, but the grave could not contain him, and so the Son of Man was raised to life. But why? To draw near, to pierce our greatest fear, to shed satisfying blood on our behalf, to give, ba to give back the life we were meant to have, to enjoy, to hear, to adore, to taste. 
and to look with peace upon our Savior's face and to embrace him with an undying faith, to interpose all his, all his worthiness into us and serve the most unworthy and undeserving. He is our God, and we are mere men made by him. We are not like him, but he loves us and moves among us. The great uncreated and the created, no longer separated, he is Emmanuel, God with us. If you've listened this far, I thank you, and I pray you you were encouraged by these incredible passages as I was. If you don't consider yourself a Christian, or a religious person for that matter, after you've endured all the cliche reason for the season sayings or posts made by your religious friends during this holiday season, please consider this. The creator of the universe sent his holy son Jesus to die for your sins so that by his grace your faith in his son would grant you eternal life. That's our reason to rejoice even through pain, sorrow, death, destruction, and distraction. That's our reason. This is our reason to rejoice. And it is a reason where we rejoice in God's fulfilled promises. So don't knock it. Don't knock it till you know. Don't knock it till you try it. Peace. Peace.